0: This is Swampside Chats, a podcast where communists sit down to shoot the shit about current events, history, political economy, and theory. This episode, we continue our close reading series of Critique of the Goethe program with special guest Constance. So we're back. I think we're not quite ready to bring this in for a landing, but I think you can safely buckle your seatbelts because we're going to begin the descent. Yeah,
1: uh, and we, we might have I, we might have to land the plane in Baltimore and refuel. Um. Yeah,
2: I I am so sorry. <laughs> I have to. Are you? I, I, uh, why? Sli- uh, sli- slightly. I had the time to, you know. Since I'm uh, on the job, on the job again for laptop refurbishing, it's very fascinating. I could uh, listen to the episodes, and I, I definitely noticed like, Oh God, yeah, there's a reason this went on for so long. <laughs>
1: I don't think an apology is in order. We, I mean,
0: you know, know, this would have gone on a long way either, either way. Like maybe not there's as a but like.
1: But there, there's some quality tangents. Not like it's never related. It's
0: like many times
1: deeply related.
0: <laughs> well, we've we've never done a close reading on a piece of this long before. No, um, everything's oh. been much much shorter. And and if you look at if you look at the text to length ratio, it's probably the ones we did in the past are probably pretty close to this. Like we mm-hmm. got three. Yeah. yeah, we got three episodes out of Principles of Communism. So yeah, yes. and that's like some bullet points. Yeah,
2: it was also me not being used to talking.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Look yeah.
2: this is how you hone
1: your bullshit into uh Kamehameha wave, you know? Like, you gotta, it's, all, you it's also it the
2: down. it's also the verbal tics and all that, but uh, I I I'm watching out for that. If verbal tics like, are just flavor. Yeah, if if you like me at my good autism you're gonna tolerate me at my <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how it is. It's why I um it's why I tried and being able to tweet out thoughtful by you know having text and knowing, you know, all right, I'm gonna send this out in the world. It lets you have a bit of time and you get to read yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But here
1: you just go and you say, shit, I just said that. And you could always flag us be like, Hey, could you could you cut this thing I find horribly embarrassing? But if you forget to do that, it's just out there. So we uh we welcome it. It's We're fun. happy you're here with us doing it. Like I I'm I'm having a good time and it's a generative reading of a gothic critique, because we could get really bogged down in a lot of uh, um, old school stuff, like, more so than we already are. But when we go there now, I feel like we're having a very different conversation than when I was, like, in some, like, around Trotskyist cults, like, 15 years ago. You know, the, <laughs> things have moved on in a way I appreciate. We're not just, like, in seeing you know, stuff. Stalin was right about the lower phase, you know. Whatever, like we have like a very different conversation Whoa. about these things now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you, trots don't say that; they say Lenin was right about the lower phase, you know. But anyway, um, so I'm, we're at the yes.
2: I'm trying so hard not go on a ta- tangent about um, all the weird and outlandish notes that uh, Stalin left in his books. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> This is for another time, I suppose.
1: For another time. For another time. But uh, let's uh, let's get to Section 3 on the German Workers' Party on the solution
2: of the social question. Well,
1: Section 3. The German Workers' Party, in order to pave the way to the solution of the social question, demands the establishment of producers' cooperative societies with state aid under the democratic control of the working people. The producers' cooperative societies are to be called into being for industry and agriculture on such a scale that the socialist organization of the total labor will arise from them. After the Lasallian iron law of wages, the panacea of the profit, the way to it is paved in worthy fashion, in place of the existing class struggle appears a newspaper scribbler's phrase, the social question for the solution of which one paves the way. By the way, the Jim Carrey voice is when Marx is quoting something.
2: Already then. This is the anti-utopian edge, like, you know, the yeah. edge of his critique that um coincidentally um a certain um Max Stirner pioneered against um Weikling and Proudhon.
1: Well, it's true. You you really can't read Marx without this kind of like this kind of tone, this sarcastic tone, you have to bring it out, or else people will just be like, oh, that's what Marx thought, that's cool.
2: <laughs> and this, um, this, Stirner gets his, his um, anti utopian, um, orientation from, from Hegel, and also the critique of, like, you know, the the French Revolution, uh, offered in, like, the phenomenology. The, man, the panacea of the prophet, this is this is something that you could say about uh, uh, um, Wilhelm Weitling or Moses Hess, a true socialism. And um, LaSalle was familiar with Hess because he has uh, worked uh, in the ADAV. Yeah, and La- LaSalle also knew uh, Carl Grun, uh, another uh, true socialist.
0: So wait, just to clarify, so the individuals you mentioned, those would be the people... Who were messianic socialists, or who were against messianic socialism?
2: Uh, We're for messianic uh, socialism, but you know the the prophet, the white the white white whiteling did 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 have uh, those aspirations, like the the sort of like millenarian Christian communism that's like that looked to like the peasant rebellions. This is also partly why um, Engels talks about it and you know a historical materialist spin. So integrate this history, this early history. Yeah.
0: This is probably a sad thing, but I'm curious. Like, why do you think Sterner uh, picks up on this like anti utopian critique and not other young Hegelians?
2: Um,
0: I. You don't know answer. That's so fine. I'm just curious. I'm.
2: I. 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 I, I think he's. Um, um. He's a careful. Um, he. He's a careful reader of Hegel. He also, like Feuerbach, um, attended Hegel in person he also um he was taught uh, he was taught the philosophy uh by um, he hit he, Hegelians or you know people who uh i think there was one person that um had taken over Kant's chair at, at some point and also ended up uh teaching uh, the youngster. And we don't know that much about it life, but we know that this, this guy wasn't dumb because when you look at them, the unique and its property and the way it's, like, structured, there's, um... It is both, um, a parody of, like, the phenomenology uh, of spirit, but also it's, like, divided to, like, be a parody of, for Essence of essence Christianity. And it's, it's elaborate. Like, th- this guy knew what he was uh, doing. And also, he, he later went on to um, translate Adam Smith and uh, Say into German. A little bit, which made, made this the point of connection with Marx and Engels, who were um, d- dabbling you know, in political economy. And Hegel, ha- Hegel had read um, Adam Smith. He apparently, um, there was a commentary by Hegel, but we lost it. And Stern, too, uh, was supposed to do a commentary on Adam Smith, but we never got it because...
0: I feel like that probably would have clarified a lot of things. Uh, if we'd had that,
2: yeah.
1: So I, I would probably go as far to say that um, the reason why some of the young Hegelians didn't pick up on it is because the emerging critique of the French Revolution is a kind of a, a conservatizing arc throughout Hegel's work.
2: Yeah, and he—you can find it young.
1: Like he, he, there is the seed there, but if you pick up on it early and then you have to flesh it out late, it's perhaps like a politically incorrect way to read the French Revolution from, from the left because it's it draws out the, the you know, wh- why the guillotine was there much earlier than it was.
2: <laughs> and and um, Hegel uh, was influenced by, uh, by a Jacobi. And when you look at uh, Jacobi, the Jacobi, w- the way he describes, you know, uh, Mir- Mirabeau, um, and um, then the French Revolution, even before, like, the Jacobins, like, uh, the Jacob the, the Robespierre Jacobin phase, Jacobi would say that, like, you know, it's a, the idea of like the, the, he, the he almost like was um, pioneered the, the idea of like this, this the fixed like reason, go- governance, like critique, you know, the the reinstatement the re- of like the, the, the holy. And um, there's a particular section of the feminology um, from Hegel that's like probably a commentary on on, on Jacobi uh, and um, how theism and then anti-theism. Get locked a struggled, but then they recognize they're uh, they're the same. It's this is yeah. This, this, it's very interesting because bo- both 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 Furibach and uh, Bauer. People notice that like they stop writing after like getting a uh, kind of counts by um by by Sterner, and it t- takes them a while to start writing again. Yeah, there's even like a, a whole section of like etymology that, that sounds like Bauer, but then. Sterner seems to like the, to be taking on like the role of like absolute knowing compared to like you know the 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 struggle of uh, the like Enlight- the enlightenment logic against the uh, the old world. It's yeah, this this goes far. But anyways, we are we are reading Gotha program, but just, just 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 saying the the Sterner influence. You you will. No, you it's huge. I, 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 look, it's, I asked. It's my fault. I yeah. asked. <laughs> no, no, no. The the, the Sterner influence. You will find it uh, in this text. You will find it in the conspectus uh, on uh Yeah, because in that in that text uh, Marx um, basically defines um, so, what he says to be scientific socialism in almost like Sternerian way. Uh, uh, I'll just read it to you. Yeah. So, Scientific socialism was only used in opposition to utopian socialism, which wants to attach to, attach to people to new delusions instead of limiting the science to the knowledge of the social movement made by the people itself. See my text against Proudhon. Marx's text against Proudhon, uh, there's definitely the Cerner influence right there. If, if you look at the criticism of Stirner um, of against Proudhon, where he says like, that he just ends up with like, pure morality, <laughs> this is something that you also find in, uh, in Marx
1: yeah I could go on my own analytical marxist tangent about this
2: so yeah
1: read john elther
2: so this is this is this is why it's interesting you know the how mark marx talks about you know the newspaper scribbler's phrase you know the paving the way to social question and like the, the invocation of the, this you know the the panacea the the prophets of the socialism who dress up the, as scientists. So yeah, this is all t- tied together. This is like the conti- the line because Marx himself says that like the text against problem is, is like the journal of the Turitarian Capital, so by the this is self admitted by by Marx. So if you grant that the influence of Stirner was like key to like things that you see in the Thesis on and German ideology, manifesto and the poverty of philosophy, it's also in the capital. You,
1: Yeah. So pivoting back to Jim Carrey's read of uh, Critique of the Gothic Program. Instead of arising from the revolutionary process of transformation of society, the socialist organization of the total labor arises from the state aid that the state gives to the producers' cooperative societies, which the state, not the workers, calls into being. It is worthy of LaSalle's imagination that with state loans, one can build a new society as easy as a new railway from the remnants of a sense of shame. State aid has been put under the democratic control of the working people. In the first place, the majority of the working people in Germany consist of peasants, not proletarians. Second, democratic means in German, by the rule of the people. But what does control of the working people by rule of the people mean? particularly in the case of the working people who, through these demands that they put to the state, exhibit a clear consciousness that they neither rule nor are ready to do so. So this is Marx's genuine qualifications on democracy, especially, like, and while he may subscribe to a theory that, well, you know, maybe the working people get, like, really big and become the majority of society, you know, for a while... Um, th- there's always a possibility <laughs> that you know there's workers don't win at the Bile fox.
2: He has his eyes on the um, the m- the moment you see that like Marx isn't like uh you know a um, uh, sort of like Catskin like majoritarian. Uh, you can assess. Listen, all like, we need is 51. percent all we need 51. You can, can assess. You can assess like the the strength of the proletariat through like uh your the percentage of uh you have in the Reichstag or whatever um for Marx what what he cares about is having a, a contingent of like workers in the cities that like choke points of production to be like you need that and for him if you have that and then you uh, are able to draw in like um, the the peasantry be- because what he's talking about here this ties into the the observation that for Marx like He he is negative about the French peasantry, but he's also very interested in the peasantry in other uh, other areas and how to like quote unquote hijack or just you know either neutralize them or ally with them. It's also something that uh, that that, Berlioz has to pick up on because he's Italian.
1: Yeah, and and this is like a good objection to the democratism that you get because at a certain point, you know, if you have democratic control of the working people. (laughs)
2: Um, this also ties into a, a quote: to, uh, the Ortega, to, to the the or Orte Ortegaists, or, 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 dire- or left cons would like to bring up of Engels uh, saying that, like, a, a, you know, the final hour, the the reaction will be under the banner of or, or, of real or true democracy,
1: which is yeah, sometimes the case, but the devil's really the details of these Ortegaists, like,
2: yeah. yeah, but but also interesting to like ponder. Because,
1: in the, well, for our present moment,
2: yeah, it's it's worth thinking about. Just to see, like, oh, democracy is not a value in itself. If it's just going to go, go, turn out like if like oh, you're going to be dealing with I don't know like pogromists or something like at some point like there is that right. Like, what do you mean?
0: Well, I think
1: you're ma- you're making a minority right argument in some like I guess.
2: It's yeah like to to
1: touched on maybe in the Federalist. i think marx's objection is a little different right like
2: yeah it's uh and
1: and, it, and it's so, sort of based on a more narrow view of who the you know the um
2: it's 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 more of like you know a sharp uh kind of like to be like hey, don't get don't get fooled by it. like just words and just think about what you mean by when you talk about what is democratic don't get fooled by uh by the, by like uh sort of like bungled slogans because then this is part of his critique of like you know the, the, of a unity program and that people are able to like project onto this and not be very clear at all about what they mean
1: this is an interesting point because it combines one of my least favorite parts of marxism where um okay yeah they're working people but they're like the wrong kind like we have to have a minority party of um proletarians that get to dictate terms for everybody over, over everybody else, um, which you know, whatever. Like there, there is like a reason for this because of the sort of structure of proletarian working class versus other kinds of working class, which marks to his credit, at least, you know, doesn't shut peasants out of the category of worker. Which is more than I could say for his followers. But on the other hand, is identifying, the, you know, the essential problem in, when you do have democratic control of the proletariat like you have like the this broader base of um and and actually just democratic control of the working people um that's kind of a nightmarish reality that liberal society um has and i mean i suppose if you really were broad about what it means for people to work you know working people would be the majority of society but not in the structure that Marx specified as as having yes. the interests that prefigure everything,
2: and there, are, I, I think I cited these uh, passages in the previous episode. But you know, there's a passage in the Grundrisse about like, you know, this sort of like ideological uh, aspect, like equality and democracy, that is kind of almost imminent to like uh, the capitalist mode of production and how this can uh, this can fool people into. Into, into this, this sort of uh, this view of having to like correct um, capitalism because it isn't democratic enough. And then this, this of course, is related to democ- democracy, cooper- democratic cooperatives, the Richard Wolf sense.
1: Yeah, the weird kind that sort of leaves the political relations intact.
2: Right,
0: yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. It comes to this idea that, okay, we can sort of basically create this sort of micro-model of a working-class democratic economy through these producers' cooperatives that will then scale up the rest of society. And LaSalle wants to speed run that by having the whole thing affected by state decree, essentially. Um, and this just doesn't make any sense to Marx.
1: You can't say LaSalle ignores the state, you know what I mean? Like He does address the state. He addresses them rather directly.
2: Yeah, in his pamphlet, he's like, yeah, I'm not, the uh, for night watchman state of like, you know, mostly like hands off, just like, you know, police sometimes, like very like minimal, like government. He's like, no, no, no the state, like, the state is a moral, ethical, like, you know, entity that ties like the the people together. So, so this is the reason he's uh, big a big defector. Yeah. Bakunin, Bakunin, Bakunin in his youth also was a uh, really defector german socialists also remained uh you know they, they did really affected too Kautsky Kautsky, um i think the the first uh, the first edition of Neue zeit had like a effective quote uh at the at the top wish there all right um we can keep on will we'll, we'll see. it this this will tie it back into you know french french, french utopian socialism and you know a couple of French names here.
1: It would be superfluous to deal here with the criticism of the recipe prescribed by Boucher's in the reign of Louis-Philippe. Sorry, yes. No, I said it right. In the reign of Louis-Philippe, in opposition to the French socialists and accepted by the reactionary workers of L'Artierre. The chief offense does not lie in having inscribed the specific miracle cure in the program, but in taking a generally retrograde step from the standpoint of a class movement to that of a sectarian one. That the workers' desire to establish the conditions for cooperative production on a social scale, and first of all on a national scale in their own country, only means that they are working to overthrow the present conditions of production. And has nothing in common with the foundation of cooperative societies with state aid, but as far as the present cooperative societies are concerned, they are only of value. They are, they they are of value only in so far as they are the independent creations of the workers and not the proteges of either the government or the bourgeoisie. So, section four. I guess we can't without without comment. I guess we've said most of what we have to say, but it really just clarifies something that people muddle a lot because it basically seems impossible to a lot of us that you know these things could come from the ground up and mm. frankly when it, a lot of times marxists get involved with this they with labor politics or whatever they oppose any of these cooperative societies on the grounds that well you know the,
2: the hell of capitalism is that
1: it's not that the firm has a boss it's the firm you know um instead of kind of using these as opportunities for what the working class could do if they had things in their hands and seeing an opportunity to build from there. Cause I, like, as much as as like, I, I like knocking Richard Wolf, It's the Lasallian stuff that really gets me. Um,
0: well, yeah. Cause Marx is more interested that the working class is like doing something um, and composing itself as a class than he is in, you know, what, what specific form it takes uh, and what like the magic bullet solution is to the you know the quote unquote social question or the the problem of uh the way that capitalism sort of uh is, can be very corrosive to society as such
2: just, um, this is um this this is what Marx means you know by um by a real movement that is uh <clears throat> this is what he wants to keep track of, and he realizes that um this sort of like statist, massalian standpoint. It it takes the initiative out of out of hand to workers, and it sort of there's no there's no dialectical like uh, movement of uh, the proletariat here. the the, col- the, col- the, col- the state deadens that because it is meant to be the, an equalizing. It's, it is the committee, you know, of the, of the ruling class. In his mind, uh, the, the the cooperative societies would be there to you know take over state the state functions instead of just, you know, skipping by the state. It's, it's, this is the harder part. Going to go, go, going to the state just, like, t- takes away from, like, the, the structure, the, the self-liberation of the working class.
1: This is what's so mind-numbing about being a Marxist is that it's rather clear here what the difference is. And yet, because of the way the 20th century pans out, and the choice in social policy between, you know, welfare management states of various kinds, and, you know, more free market dystopias, this just all comes out in the wash. Like, yeah, yeah, people can make things themselves, but that's temporary. The state is forever. Like, (laughs) um, and it's, it's just, it's, um, I don't know. It's mind-numbing. It, that, it could get just so twisted, so regularly, and that could still be the dominant interpretation today. There was maybe a little window where you know.
0: Well, it's you, yeah. I mean, the, the problem. The, smoking
1: the right strain in the nineties, I guess.
0: Problem is, slash was, is that you know the the state was as a, even as like a, a concept was still in developing mm-hmm. in its development at that point. Whereas by the time you get to the twentieth century, the state not only exists like against uh, its people. More importantly, it exists against other states. Right? And so that's the kind of that's the kind of trap that people get caught into. Because yeah, you could have maybe like abol- the workers maybe abolish the state in one place, but they're then going to have to essentially deal with a nearby state that's gonna force them to organize themselves in some kind of regularized way that could deal with them militarily, <laughs> you know? Um and this this is what this is what it keeps this is like the, kind of the the organizational problem that People kept running into
1: All right. Section four. I now come to the democratic section. A. The free basis of the state. First of all, according to section two, the German Workers' Party strives for the free state. Free state. What is this? it is by no means that the aim of the workers who have got rid of the narrow mentality of humble subjects to set the state free in the russian empire excuse me in the german empire the state is almost as free as in russia freedom consists in converting the state from an organ superimposed upon society into one completely subordinate to it and also today The state formations are freer or less free to the extent that they restrict the freedom of the state. The German Workers' Party, at least if it adopts the program, shows that its socialist ideas are not even skin deep, and that instead of treating existing society, and this holds true for any future one, as the basis of the existing state, or or of the future state in the case of a future society, it treats the state, rather, as an independent entity that possesses its own intellectual, ethical, and libertarian bases. And what wild abuse the program makes of the word present-day state, present-day society, and of the even wilder misconception that it creates in regards to the state, to which addresses its demands.
2: This... this this is exactly what I what I was saying about the conspectus on uh, back in Yeah. This is what Marx means by uh scientific socialism like cutting it cutting through this um this sort of sectarian and then this way that like it, it it's people will refuse to like see current society for 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 what it is and instead are caught up in these these strange, like, word games or just, you know, fantastic um, ideas about what the future will be without taking the present as, like, where where you have to start off to, like, go somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's a basic Nietzschean point, is that unless you're, like, a nihilist and you're abandoning the world, you have to start from what's already here. Um, and... It's Either like, you're going big theory or you're going, like, big program. And a lot of the critique of, pro you know, programmatism and communization is essentially this, like, obsession with um, driving the scientific program, regardless of how hopeless it is to implement
2: it. And <laughs> also, not, where, and where also the, 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 pr- the program is to... It, it is more... Um, a, a, a way to orient oneself, to cut through the, the cut through the fog, but then people just end up brushing the program and not using it to 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 be to have like some sort of like common sample because like a program is meant to just be like, all right. We can kind of agree on you know we can agree on this, and then we can go from there.
0: I think I think people also see it as a way out of tailism, right? Because part, part of the Part of the danger of simply like reading into the present movement or the present society as it exists what latent potentialities are there for the for there are there for this to evolve into communism or whatever. Um, part of the problem with that is you can very much end up cha- like basically chasing whatever the thing that they're doing now and being like this is the way out, as opposed to maybe having like a more consistent, uh, consistent vision of like what this what some steps forward might be. Based on maybe a more aggregate analysis of of like the the general trajectory across decades of the working class.
2: This is something very interesting, though the the way that like this can uh, this can get this gets uh, cynically used by like reformists to be to just instead of well well for them they they, they present it as um, a you know wanting to reconcile with the with reality. Which is- well, that
0: was the uh, Bernstein thing. The movement is everything.
2: Uh-huh. I, the
1: end goal is nothing.
0: Never, never forget
1: that last part.
0: I love that part. And, and, and I, the, it's an understandable impulse because, yeah, you don't want to just, again, like, end up like coming up with, you know, here's, here's my magic bullet solution to all of this. Um, but at the same time, you don't just want to be blown any direction that like, the workers appear to be moving in, whatever that means at the time you know, and so how do you, it's, it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult needle to thread.
1: It actually does tap into what you're saying earlier about, you know, pogroms or whatever, like, <laughs> like, and nonsense, uh, uh, and um, how yeah, having, an, having a, an orientation that isn't just like, well, I just think whatever the workers think, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate that on a basic level, um, that is like, slightly different than the point that Marx was making.
2: I yeah, know, this, this is also this something also something. Uh, I, you know, um, later in life, like Engels does like keep the seems on the pulse of like a Jewish worker striking and like he has like a remark that's like he asks like rhetorically, like, are we supposed to like start agitating with like anti Semitism as like anti capitalism? Like he 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 asks this as like, you know you no know, sarcastically, then <laughs> yeah, uh Yeah. You're like, oh, you don't, you don't know how bad things will get. If only get you knew how bad if, things really. If, if only you knew. <laughs> if, if only you knew.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, he he wrote his polemic against uh, against During. like he.
2: Uh, no, but it, also in, in this is like, I think Engels kind of realized, you know, it's you know, Jewish workers are like cut out of like society and just like you know, screaming against like. They are the, they are part of like you know the 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 honest uh, lump and fold area that like marx talks about you know they they, they there is that aspect to it if 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 you if you read the the, the way they talk uh, about these things it is not that tough to see uh that they add like qualifications to their whole analysis that they, they they have a price sentiment that uh, they can't just much like uh, the the French peasantry, like lumpen proletariat, like is is a constant, like um, subject to, of interest for. You
1: know what I thought you were going to say about all this is that this is maybe not a, like so, a bunch of the moves he makes here are more or less, note for note, something Stirner says about the same slogan of the free
2: state. Uh, yeah, because um. It, this is this is part of um the Bauer brothers, they talk about this and also the young Hegelians. Especially Edgar uh, Bauer I think has a text uh, this this is why uh talks about the free the Three free state. This is also something that like um Engels uh brings up. You can also find it uh in the the Conspectus and Bec- Yeah, when, once you've read the Stirner and you keep track of, like, the footnotes, and you know who Bauer, Edgar, Wightling, S are. It clicks together that uh, Marx, Marx sides uh, with Sterner on a lot of this. He takes it takes it over.
1: Yeah, so this would just be common knowledge of people working, you know, basis in the Young Hegelians, which, uh, you know, I, I definitely skipped
2: uh, that part. Marx talks about the... So, Marx was talking about talking about like the free state and like on the Jewish question and Sterner does bring up the... Uh, actually I'm not sure if Sterner
1: Yeah, which one of those is first? Now now that we're getting into
2: this cuz just has it no, S- 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 Sterner was joining in on a conversation that was already happening with the uh, brothers and Marx and like a polemic. So he probably did re- he definitely did read the on the Jewish question by Marx probably. I think he references it. And he was um Bruno was like one of the only people that like showed up at Stirner's funeral, which is kind of wild to think, considering how hard uh, Sterner kind of uh, got his ass on, like, but both in his uh, terrorism of like pure theory that he was doing, and and also and also his take on Jews, where Sterners uh, <laughs> Sterners probably, if I remember correctly, is like not like any anti-Semitism. So he, this is something he, I think he shares uh, with um, with Nietzsche that he has a um, well. His attitude toward Jew, Judaism and Christianity is a uh, lot less pathological about, yeah. ju- about about Jews, where he's like.
1: I think it's fair to say about Nietzsche. Nietzschean has you know his hot takes on Jews here and there, but you know his overall defensive.
2: Indeed, it, it does. It does, make, it, it does make It Totally makes sense that. Uh, even from like a functionalist like point of view, like racism is just you know these kind of like pathological like uh, fixed ideas. It's just it's just not good for like for, for you know class consciousness. It just is not. There's a there's a re- there's a very simple reason why uh, this is just corrosive and it's just reactionary all the way through.
1: And there's a further scientific point um, that overlaps with egoism and anti-Semitism is. Um... Oh, the whole. E- e- ego- egoism, like, well, yeah, there's a number of things that could be said about, you know, shaking your fist at those damn egoists, those I people mean... that worship money. But w- what I was getting at is more methodological in the sense that instead of thinking of, like, conspiracy theories of history, um, breaking society down in- into individual human beings and their decisions kind of takes away some of the ghostly, functional quality of some of the uh, Jewish conspiracy theories. That you know, Miley Cyrus does this to get your daughter to do that because the Jews want to do this, you know, kind of,
2: um, and and, and egoism within mean, ego- egoism within the context of the uh, like Hegelianism and just even Kant uh, like does define like egoism like almost uh, it is very much tied to like a uh, Christian anti-Semitism and it becomes like secularized or like barely secularized if you read the if, if you read Farbaca. Say shit that like you know the the essence of Judaism is like utility or whatever yeah there's a there's a reason that Larusha really likes furbach and like kind of uh cook, cooks up like a ubermensch uh, from his writings and then discusses like the Asiatic mode of production and like Jewish priests or money lenders, yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Woo.
1: it'd be really terrifying if people were trying to bring that back, but fortunately, we live in the good wait what is that we don't live in the good. We're not. Whoops.
2: This is the bad place. Whoops! Yeah. Whoa! Oh, no, this is the bad place. Yeah. And and the whole egoism, uh, egoism thing. Um, it, it it ties up into like um, Fourier. Fourier, one of his critiques is like definitely tying like anti-Semitism to like the egoism of like money, and then this gets this gets um, taken up by uh, by Hess and then Marx, uh, who has written his essay on uh, the essence of money and all that, and yeah. Oof, the the human centipede of ideas and it's very much tied to like a very um, a sort of primitive understanding of like capitalism where we're still in the sphere of circulation and we've not like Marx is still like very much in the, in the realm of ideas here and has not like fully fleshed out his uh, understanding of uh, production consumption circulation even though he's a even though he's already touched uh, upon that, like even in, like, on the Jewish question, it does tie back into some of the stuff he says uh, later. He's already, like, he's already working on this in his uh, original critique of 1844, which he kind of leaves because he's too busy ranting about Stirner. Oh, um... Present-day society is
1: capitalist society, which exists in all civilized countries, more or less free from medieval admixture, more or less modified by the particular historical development of each country, more or less developed. On the other hand, the present day state changes with a country's frontier. It is different in the prussian german empire from what it is in Switzerland and different in England from what it is in the United States. The present day state is therefore a fiction. Nevertheless, the different states of the different civilized countries, in spite of their multivarious diversity of form, all have this in common, that they are based on modern bourgeois society, more or less capitalistically developed. They have, therefore, also certain essential characteristics in common. In this sense, it is possible to speak of the present-day body politic, in contrast with the future, in which its present-root bourgeois society will have died off. The question then arises, what transformation will the body politic undergo in communist society? In other words, what social functions analogous to present state functions will remain at that juncture? This question can only be answered scientifically. And one does not get a flea hop nearer to the problem by a thousand combinations, sorry, by a thousand fold combination of the word people with the word state. Between capitalist and communist society, there lies the period of the revolution. So, I mean, you know what? Um, do we have anything to say about people versus state here, or uh, people and state, before we move on to the next kind of conceptual thing here?
2: This is this is, this is part of like the self self clarity that marks demands in any scientific you know orientation that he deems adequate for any. For any like have these economists, that this the the people say it is such is just a complete like abstraction it doesn't say much and he's asking like it's it's kind of funny that um the way he argues in his works is very he's dealing very books upon uh things and never gives like a definition per se but, like because he has to build up on it but here. When he's asked, like, you know, should be able to at least, like, state these these things when it comes to, like, politics. Which I find interesting, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you might as well just say, like, the good state. We don't want the bad state, we want the good state. (laughs) It'd 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 be a lot clearer about what they mean. Yeah. All right. Here we go.
1: Between capitalist and communist society, there lies the period of the revolutionary transformation of one into the other. Corresponding, this is also a political transition period in which the state can be nothing but the, dic- but the revolutionary dictatorship of the proletariat. But the program deals neither with this nor with the future body politic of communist society. Its political demands contain nothing beyond the old democratic litany familiar to all, universal suffrage, elective direct legislation, popular rights, a people's militia, et cetera. They are a mere echo of the bourgeois people's party of the League of Peace and Freedom. They're all demands that insofar as they are not exaggerated in fantastic presentation have already been realized. Only the state to which they belong does not lie within the borders of the German empire, but in Switzerland, in the United States, etc. This sort of state of the future is a present day state although existing outside the framework of the German empire. And I would add that even in some of the more bespoke forms of like direct democratic Marxism. Yeah. Switzerland.
2: Yeah, definitely. So what's interesting here is that what he's saying is people look for uh, models elsewhere and then use that, as their vision of their own future, in a very you know, Jacobin magazine like did this with like uh, with the, the 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 Nordic model for how many years? Maybe they still do it, but like it's like and you see where this critique lands. The the reason they can do that is because they didn't look at the circle development of like what this. So-called like future, or, like state of future is, and so, and so they want to they want to transplant something that exists somewhere else, and then like not seeing how it got there. So, and even then, you don't want to do that because Nordic model like it's kind of a dead end. Like it, so, even then, like you you're just this is this this is part of like the reformist uh, trap,
0: right. right? But there's a reason people do that. Yeah. Because that's uh, a lot easier to do. Yeah, because you, you, have, you have something you can point to and be like, okay, well, you know, they were basically able to produce, you know, a slightly more agreeable version of the society we live in. And it's a real thing. And it's not something that you can just say we're just making shit up. Um, so, I mean, I think he's kind of tagging them essentially for for it not being a communist Like the goal is not explicitly we're trying to get to a communist society. We're not going to say exactly what that means. I do think it's a little weird that he's like that he's dinging them on their demands because like the manifesto has some pretty like bourgeois demands within it itself. Um, So that he
1: himself has surpassed. And if you if you think about people today that are drawing on the legacy of Kautskyism, they just see the dictatorship of the proletariat as plugging in this program. It's not really about building this, you know, worker self consciousness yeah, or whatever. So, and so the they transformation.
2: Are not, they're not even at the level of the communist manifesto, and they're not even at the level of like post Marx that like Right?
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not so much that he's just them for doing what political science... what we know as political scientists will do, though will defend like this policy. Like uh, you know, this uh Portuguese um you know, decriminalization of drug policy has worked out pretty well. Let's try it in the laboratory over here. Oh, it works pretty good in Barcelona. It works pretty bad in Portland. Hmm, interesting results. Like, there's a sense in which anyone who's attracted to political science and trying to get around...
2: It's about demarketing yourself from like, the already existing like, People's Party or Bourgeois People's Party because if the People's Party has, like, a a program point that, like, you agree with, you just, you just, I don't know, you just like integrate into your own program but then you just like, yeah, I'll take that and then I'm going to raise you. and Yeah, because we're actually different because we're communists. But, people are too busy like t- tailing, uh, they're, they're too busy sticking to what the bourgeois are already proposing. But in a way, we could look at maybe uh, the whole debacle with uh, Medicare for fraud being an uh, example of like how you can get stuck in something that doesn't, like, doesn't mean doesn't lead
1: anywhere. Yeah, it's it is unfortunate though, because I mean I do yeah. believe in these progressive policies being implemented and people's lives in the here and now being better. It just doesn't have a necessary connection unless there yeah. is a workers' movement pushing
2: for it. Yeah, right. But, I mean, like if, if Bernie, economists. if
0: Bernie and like the DSA had been like, we are going to communize the healthcare movement now. Uh, we are going to eliminate the AD, the uh, American Medical Association. Uh, we are going to distribute uh, everything uh, at the point. We're going to have distribution points for every like it wouldn't have, that wouldn't have made this any less stuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. would, you know. Well, you know what it, what it might have done is, is you know, move the debate along and get the bourgeoisie on the back foot. Like no no yeah. no, maybe we'll just
1: give you healthcare, man. Like.
2: And 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 the in the moment in the moment the bourgeoisie draw drop this or like when like I don't know Biden like drops like uh, kids kids in cages being wrong at the border like uh oh, we're just going to we're just going to forget that because you're too like uh you just look at the bourgeoisie like know what to do and it, you, you don't you don't even have like the self-respect of like
0: I've deployed armed battalions of grad students to the offices of Cigna, Humana uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, and they will they will kill five people every hour until uh, we dismantle the current system we have now.
1: Yeah, they uh, will crush the head of this ins- insurance company CEO with a copy of, of a super sized copy of Negative Dialectics <laughs> every five hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I, I I don't think that they would have reacted much differently.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and true.
1: He, and he more or less might as well have done it, like. Um, and would have gotten the same welcome. yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'm being a little I'm being a little salty because he is folded into the Biden administration.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Maybe the thing that like he's not Corbin, you know, you, you can't say that oh man, you
0: know, he was just too hardcore for them. um but also if they, if they could have done the yeah, fusion I mean, if they could have done the fusion dance, if you could have had <laughs> Corbin's intransigents, and if Corbyn could have had, like, his ethnicity yeah. so he couldn't be accused of being anti-Semitic, I feel like... Well, I,
1: it, maybe, <laughs> maybe he would have actually done something about, you know, the very real, like, pocket of anti-Semitism that does form around any anti-imperialist
0: thing, unfortunately, like... Well, I mean, he did, he did too little and too much at the same time, you know, because they basically allowed him to chip away. The, the whole accusations basically allowed him to chip away all of his allies until he had no, no political backing left you know and so it's like and they tried they tried to run it they tried to run this pro, they did try to run that playbook against Bernie very briefly and did, did, but it was it became very clear that was not gonna work
2: yeah but the, the Bali language reader on MSNBC just almost like see how the the mischievous Jew is just like rubbing his hands like, <laughs> I, I, I I I need to find that again I was like that was wild it was wild times. Wild I'm times. I'm anyway. slightly exaggerating, but like it had that vibe. I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> like, come on." You know, like this. Is also, why uh, all the pseudoscience? Uh, this type of stuff is like, yeah, or new age. Like, I miss. It, I, miss, I, miss I miss when the
0: news had body language experts. You know. We need. We need. We, I. I want to. I, yeah, I want to be like CNN's resident astrologist. How do I get that
2: job? Oh my god! You know, th- th- this actually. This reminds me of how like Whitling and Moses has got the acupuncture of like homeopathy. Yeah, it's. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, in- interesting because I I read the Whiteling's biography and a lot of uh, the has Yeah, it's, it's similar to that. Oh, those. Are, the two former uh you know the artisan communists and the philosophical communists, uh they had they they, they they had the boo boo particles, I guess. Br- brother has uh plugging his uh, new uh, di- like dialectical theory of matter after uh after going to the chiropractor.
1: Alright. Well so speaking of uh, transubstantiation. Um where were we? Yes. But one thing has been forgotten. Since the German Workers' Party expressly declares that it acts within the present-day national state, hence within its own state, the prescio-German Empire, its demands would indeed be otherwise largely meaningless since one only demands what one has not got. It should not have forgotten the chief thing, namely that all those pretty little things rest on the recognition of the so-called sovereignty of the people and hence our appropriate only in a democratic republic. And I don't know, personally, I think sometimes they harp a little too hard on this. And it's like the the history of post Franco Spain says to me that a lot of the functions of a democratic republic can be played by a constitutional monarchy, um, even though, you know, this is mm-hmm. like a formal kind of question or whatever. I, I do think yeah. that like modern political sciences or, or an, an approach scientific approach to, you know, liberal governance today was I think say that there's maybe really not that huge of a difference with the form here other than you know you have weird sucks to suck things like um so what the church so what, being able to block like you know gay marriage
2: mm-hmm. and stuff here. Mm-hmm. so what so what you're saying so what you're saying is that the St- Stalin was right on when he said that think that Tito would be like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> the British British monarchy uh funny thing is like Stalin guy got, got that bit from uh, Engels and Kautsky. <laughs> yeah, he he wasn't innovating there. It's just like, yeah, I, yeah, you, I, can,
1: thump, you can you can thump Engels in two directions on this because he also articulates that the the necessary form is the democratic republic before any communism can happen. If you don't have that, no communism for you. Yeah, I got
2: I got, I got the people's democracy just lying out lying around here. Just gonna. Dossed off uh, the old Kautsky take on the monarchy. Um,
1: you know, my apologies to the uh, Catalonians struggling for a republic. I support you. <laughs> um, don't let the bastards grind you down. Since one has not the courage, and wisely so, for the circumstances demand caution to demand a democratic republic as the French workers program under Louis-Philippe and under Louis-Napoleon did, One should not have resorted either to the subterfuge, neither honest nor dishonest, sorry, either, neither honest nor decent of demanding things that have meaning only in a democratic republic from a state that is nothing but a police-guarded military despotism embellished with parliamentary reforms alloyed with a feudal admixture and at the same time already influenced by the bourgeoisie and and bureaucratically structured And in addition to this, to give assurances to the state that they think it will be possible to force such things upon it by legal means, even vulgar democracy, which sees the millennium in the democratic republic and has no suspicion that it is precisely in this last form of state in bourgeois society that the class struggle has to be fought out to a conclusion. Even it towers mountains above this kind of democratism, which keeps within the limits of what is permitted by the police and not permitted by logic
2: it's yeah. very self uh self-explanatory I feel are
1: self-explanatory like i kind of wish marx is right about this like <laughs> yeah like, you- i, I, I kind of wish democratic republics didn't so resemble constitutional monarchies like almost one-to-one like uh, like, there are, there is the occasional thing that re, where the form really does matter, but for the most part, it just seems like the same shit. Um, now, if you compare it to, like, an absolute monarchy, or, which, you know, can be a capitalist form, you know, you want to talk about feudal admixture, um, you know, there are just modern, absolute monarchies that don't have any of this bourgeois claptrap. Um, and, but the truth is that, you know, all of our language for discussing, you know, bourgeois law and whatever, like, um, would also apply for
2: a lot of these. And by by the way, when he mentions, uh, when he mentions, uh, um, he says, uh, one should not have resorted either to subter, either to the subterfuge, neither honest nor decent. Uh, Honest here is, uh, is a, is a, is a nickname of the Eisenachos. So, this is, uh, this is also something I mentioned in the early episodes, that, uh, this understanding this as simply a critique of, the uh, Salyan wing is, uh, understanding that Marx was always, uh, on Leibniz's ass for conceding and just, like, also being, more, yeah, a vul- vul- vulgar democrat a little bit. Well, more than a little bit, but yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, but at least these vulgar Democrats—they, uh, you know—they, at least, yeah. It's kind of—it's—it's it's kind of a funny argument actually, because he's like, well, at least—at least these people are like, kind of a bing reason, not just the cops. Um,
2: yeah, they have a certain like skepticism towards uh, the state because of uh, the you know the situation with Russia and like the difference between the. Constituency of uh, the Solomon and uh, the Eisen-
1: the I'll put it this way: the, pe- the c- people that contemporarily harp on the Democratic Republic, in existing Democratic Republics, not even in the context of a constitutional monarchy where it might be meaningful, um, or an absolute monarchy like where you know where Marx is, <laughs> and and where a lot of the German social democrat. Emphasis on the on the Democratic Republic is taking place. That makes sense that there's a pretty sharp division there. Um, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of the people that currently harp on the Democratic Republic in a different kind of Democratic Republic are precisely the programmatic socialists that think that implementation of a program is the dictatorship of the proletariat. This is the neo-Kautskist move more more. Or less. Well, this
2: this is uh, packaged with the idea that the. Uh... So I've seen the argument that some people have like, yeah, we need to complete the bourgeois revolution because uh of uh of slavery because I'm this is what I, I don't get. I feel that at this point it should be pretty self explanatory how like like how this stuff can be like fully bourgeois while having horrific legacy of uh not even, like legacy plus are still completely with us. This is uh and we can see how this is uh very uh very corrosive to like any working class movement but I, I i do not I do not think like just tying it to like ah oh, this is part of a completely bourgeois revolution like, no, no i think bourgeois society can uh accommodate the racial discrimination like discrimination of all kinds, and you know creating these divisions i, I think it's part of bourgeois society, even though yeah I'm, I completely understand it. Like the, the kernel within, like the mystical shell or the, whatever it is, has been proposed doing Reconstruction 2.0. Well, I,
1: I guess what um, is really just like, a it just doesn't add up with the Democratic Republican tradition is that if you're in a Democratic Republic and you want like a different kind of Democratic Republic, you don't just overthrow the Constitution to write a new one like the thing to do is reform the constitution. And if you yeah. don't want to say that, that's, I understand yeah. you, you want to you know pump your fists in the air and call yourself a revolutionary. It's fine. But this is just the historic, that's what the, that's what a constitution is for. Even a shitty constitution. That's like a thousand years old or, you know, 200 years old or whatever. That was a pact of slaveholders. Like all, they all come from somewhere. Like, that's the thing about the Republican tradition, which is much broader and longer than this like socialist Republican kind of thing. Like uh, it's, you know, it's ancient.
2: I think it's all, it's, it's also, um, I feel it's kind of a, very much a blind spot of not knowing the kind of, uh, what passes off as like Republicanism in uh, France, like, the, the, and how like the, the, there was plenty of like left, of like a left Republican figures are like, like fully on board with colonialism and like all this all this shit and how like it sh- shouldn't be that surprising.
1: I guess like charitably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> charitably, yeah. Charitably in one way, not in the other. All right, let's finish out this yeah this A part. <clears throat> that in fact, by the word state is meant by the government machine or the state insofar as it forms a special organism separated from society through division of labor is shown by the words the German workers party demands as the economic basis of the state, a single progressive income tax, etc. Taxes are nothing but the economic basis of the government machinery and of nothing else in the state of the future already existing in Switzerland. This demand has been pretty well fulfilled. An income tax presupposes various sources of income from the various social classes, and hence capitalist society. It is therefore nothing remarkable that the Liverpool financial reformers, bourgeois headed by Gladstone's brother, are putting forward the same demand as the program. And again, I don't, I don't really think the point of this is to besmirch, like a progressive income tax, like.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's not. It's mostly like you're not demarketing demarketing yourself from the bourgeois, like the progressive bourgeois. So you're just going to like you're gonna mold it into them. You have to like demarcate yourself. And then the issue becomes that is, like oh, the Social Democrats end up end up demarcating themselves part partly through um anti socialist laws, but also partly as a sort of uh sort of a sort of a, 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 a sort of like cultural like uh movement, right? It's the, 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 this whole um, notion of like build on and um, this is also kind of a little bit why uh, Nietzsche was so popular for, for in uh for for socialists, like it's a sort of a, almost viewing themselves as like an aristocracy, like like if, finding the ethos to be like yeah we're 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 making we're bringing forth new values. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely there. Like uh, the, I mean this this is um I think. Uh, Kunicharski and Bogdanov uh, got to do cycles, uh, exact, exactly, exactly uh, on this notion of building and culture. Like, uh, Dogon.
0: This section also just has Marx's axe grinding of you took my ideas but you didn't really understand them. Like the the, the economic base of the state doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> you know, it's like the, the, like that's not like ta- yeah, it's just not a, that's not how that works. You're, you're-
2: you're, you're demanding that like capitalism uh, go forward. Wow! Like, yeah. Um, we he, well, I mean, so, I mean yeah. Marx
0: wanted capitalism to go. Yeah.
2: Forward, so, I mean. so what what he's kind of um, annoyed about is not like, going from there and like using that as to, to like structure like where you're going as a communist and just like stick sticking to the bourgeois and just like not being able to like draw out the, uh, the implications of like capitalism going forward. One of the main overarching themes of, uh, his critique of, like, uh, of this is that he's trying to explain to, like, his buddies what makes, um, basically a transitional program. to just, like, alright, we're, especially when you're, de- you're, you're dealing with the fact, like, Germany is not fully industrialized and, uh, this is what he's been, um, trying to deal with, uh, all along like he, he he uses England because on the continent he's dealing with uh, France and Germany, which have more as he says uh, before more or less like feudal holdovers and uh different um polit- political um situations and uh factors They're they weren't very, as, they
0: weren't as de- they were as developed
2: yeah, and the courses course of development was uh different this is also why um even early on. Um, um he was interested in doing critique List and uh, the whole issue of um what is uh, a good um how, how what I call this, uh, like the issue of de- developmentalism which he comes back to when he was studying russia but even be- even before like uh, all those Russian studies he was interested in uh how industrialization was uh, affecting uh, both France and Germany and
1: America I mean as an aside I do know how annoying it is to read someone's shitty program and be like yeah I came up with that and you don't understand why I came up with it and it won't work in the way that you're putting it and either it's because you're too stupid or it's because you're extremely motivated and don't care uh, <laughs> and extremely motivated and don't care I think if you, you, you don't want to Underestimate people that do this sort of thing. Extremely mm-hmm. motivated and don't care is all, is this assumption you should go with? Because you, it's a thing about a demand. Like you could bring it up in different contexts, and in a you know, I don't know. I just meant it in like a sort of game theoretic sense, like. But you know, people might not understand the underpinnings of something. But it's much more important when you're talking about, you know, a demand that. May have come up in the course of struggle for the working class and could be part of a bridge to their power, versus, you know, just something put forward as charity by progressive bourgeois. Much mm-hmm. more, much more important context. I just thought I'd throw that out there because it's not often I read this and go, you know, Karl Marx. I understand. Like, uh, I know what it's like. Yeah. We've had pretty different lives, besides, uh, you know, excessive substance.
0: And that's it for this time. Thanks again to uh, Constance for joining us. We are bringing this thing into a close. The next episode should be the last in the series. And then from there, I believe we should be moving on to what will probably be a short series on Sterner. So uh, stay tuned. If you need to get hold of us, you can email us at swathsidechats at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, hit us up on Patreon. And, uh, yeah, so until next time, keep your boots clean, your feet out of the swamp, and your head in the revolutionary clouds of tomorrow.